every family and every household operates slightly differently when it comes to meal planning and what is realistic for your family. But I thought that sharing what has worked well for me over the last several years might be helpful for you. Hey, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Fullerton. I'm a certified personal trainer, a registered nurse, and I am passionate about teaching people how to fit fitness into their busy lives. Bad crash diets, gimmicky fitness trends, and over-restriction are not welcome here. Instead, I am focused on helping you build fitness habits that are sustainable, realistic, and enjoyable. I want to help you take the next step towards your fitness goals. So let's get into it. Hey there, welcome to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about menu planning. And I thought it might be helpful if I shared with you all my current meal planning routine. I know that sometimes you can find it really helpful if you kind of see what other people are doing and then adapt those things to fit your situation, your current situation. So one of the things that I've learned in the course of my studies is that a lot of this fitness and nutrition education and suggestions for habits and things is kind of like a buffet. You can take what you want, what feels applicable to you and leave the rest, right? So I'm going to take this episode to kind of share with you my current meal planning routine that's from deciding what to make all the way through going to the store and getting the ingredients. Those steps that I have currently adapted in my routine that works well for me. And so like I said, take what feels applicable to you. If there's something that you're interested in trying, I would encourage you to try it out. Meal planning is very, very important in terms of making sure you have good, nutritious, nutrient-dense food available to you. Again, I'm always about making the nutrient-dense choice easy when it comes to nutrition and eating healthy. And there's a lot of steps involved in making that a reality. I talk to clients a lot about, you know, imagining yourself sitting down to a beautiful meal, whatever that is, imagine it in your brain. You're sitting down, you've got this beautiful meal all prepared. Well, there's a lot of steps behind that to get you to that point, right? You have to make sure that you have the ingredients. You have to decide what to make. You have to go to the store. You have to prepare it. Lots of steps. I call it a chain. It's the chain of meal planning, right? And menu planning. Lots of links in that chain to get you to that final destination. So today I'm going to spend a little time sharing with you what's currently working for me, and I hope you find this information helpful. Let's go ahead and get started. So like I said, a couple caveats before we go ahead and dive in. These are my steps for meal and menu planning. So making my menu for the week. This is going to begin with me checking my schedule for the week ahead and end with me going to the grocery store. So we're not going to talk a lot about executing the actual dinners. I'm only talking about the planning aspect of this. So like I said, take what you want and leave the rest. Not all of this will be applicable to you and that's okay. I just want to share what's working for me right now. This has evolved over many years and it will probably look different, you know, next year and beyond. So this is a constantly evolving process. You got to kind of figure out what works best for you, your family, and your situation. Another thing about this process is that I complete all of these steps over several days. So for example, most of the time I do my grocery shopping on Mondays. So if Monday, for example, is my grocery shopping day, I typically start this meal planning process on Friday um, to give myself several days to do it. Now, it's not like I'm working for hours each day. Usually each step is maybe 20 minutes or less per step. So I'll take, I'll break up the whole routine over several days so it doesn't feel super overwhelming. Another thing to add is that 
these steps can be completed by different people. This doesn't all have to be done by one person. And this is something that I stress too with my clients. You might have different people that do different tasks within your home. You might have one person do the grocery shopping and the other person do the actual cooking. You might have one person do the menu and then the other one makes the list. You might have one person that checks the calendar and then the other person uh, picks the menus based on that. So please share the load in a way that makes sense for your family. So if you have one person that likes to do the whole thing from soup to nuts, that's great. Um, but please all please know that not all of these tasks need to be done by just one person. So it's nice to kind of share the routine. I will share that in my own home, I am the one that typically does the entire process. So if you're single and you live by yourself, no reason why you can't do this because like I said, I split it up over several days and so I do all of it most of the time, my husband does help out when he can, but for the majority of the time, I'm the one that does the the entire process uh, myself, and it works it works really well for my family. So if you're single, this is definitely applicable to you as well. So I'm going to go ahead and go over my process. There are eight steps to my meal and menu planning routine. And this is my own personal process that I use for my home. So it's me, my husband, and my two children that live with me. So the first step is that we check our schedule for the week ahead. So typically, I do my menus a week at a time. So I told you back at the beginning of the episode, I typically do my grocery shopping on Mondays. So this, I will start with step one typically on Friday. So on Friday, I'll check my phone and I'll look at the schedule for the week ahead. And I will kind of get a good sense of what's going on during the dinner hour for most of the following week. Now, I know that a lot of times stuff comes up at the last minute. You're not always going to know what's going to happen the week ahead, um, a week in advance, but it's very helpful to kind of get a bird's eye view of what goes on for the week ahead. This is critical for me in the season of life that I'm in right now because my sons do a lot of extracurricular activities after school. So sometimes we're home for dinner and then other times we're not. And not only am I thinking about the actual serving and eating of the dinner, but the preparation, because that's the real important piece. Am I going to have enough time to make dinner? And so I look at the schedule and from there I determine what kind of meals I can make for that week. So for example, if we don't have anything going on in the afternoon or evening time, then I have more time that day to um, prep and cook a more involved meal. Alternatively, on the other side of that coin, on a day where we're maybe out for practices or rehearsals or et cetera, other things, then I don't really have time that day to make a really involved meal that takes maybe an hour to prep and cook and serve. So on those days, I need to have something either made ahead of time or something that can be made a lot faster. So this is a really important step because it gives you kind of a snapshot of, okay, maybe I need to have a freezer meal one of these days, or maybe I need to have something put in the crock pot that morning, Or maybe I can do something a little bit, maybe I have more time so I could try a different recipe that maybe I haven't done before. So step one, checking your schedule for the week ahead is really important in terms of what is realistic for me in terms of what my schedule looks like for next week. And what does that mean in terms of my ability to prepare and serve dinners each night? So step one, you check your schedule for the week ahead, you use that information, and then you move on 
to step two, which is your inventory. So I usually like to check two places. I'll check my pantry and I'll check my freezer to see what I already have. So I like to make uh, freezer meals ahead of time if I can. Sometimes I'll double up recipes specifically to freeze if it freezes well. And then I also like to buy things in bulk um, if there's a good sale or a good deal. So I always check the pantry and the freezer to see what I have. Again, always thinking about what is what the schedule looks like in terms of my ability to actually utilize these ingredients. So let's say I have a busy week ahead, I'm going to need to do like a crock pot or an instant pot meal. And I'll say, okay, let's see what kind of proteins I have that might work well with those kinds of faster um, prepared meals, or like I said, a crock pot, I could do a soup or a stew or a chili. But I like to see what ingredients I already have to kind of help inspire me in terms of what kind of meals we want to do. So we have step one, which is check your schedule for the week ahead, and step two, which is inventorying. And for me, I do an inventory, just a brief overview. I don't do like an itemized inventory or anything, but I just take a look in my pantry and in my freezer just to kind of get a ballpark idea of what I already have and see if I can utilize ingredients or meals that I've already prepared ahead of time. The next step is uh, step three, which is choose how many dinners I want to make that week. So I typically make about four to five meals over a seven day period. We usually have one day of leftovers. We might eat out one of the nights or we can do what in my home is called a choosy meal, which is we just kind of make whatever we have on hand. We could do sandwiches or salads or something that's a little bit, um, you don't have to have a formal um, menu meal picked out for days like that. So those are called choosy meals in my house. And so like I said, typically four to five meals. Again, this is dictated on by the schedule again. So that's why checking the schedule is so important. So based on those two um, steps previous, so these steps all kind of build off of each other. So based on the schedule and your inventory, you can decide how many meals. Like I said, typically in my home, I do about four to five meals over a seven day period. All right, step four is decide on the recipes. So now we've finally made it to picking what recipes we actually want to make. And so like I said, choosing things that I either have on hand already, if I want to utilize a freezer meal that I already have on hand, those are already done. So I can just plug that into my menu. And I do involve the whole family in this process. So typically, again, this process starts on Friday. So either Friday or Saturday while we're eating dinner, I'll say to my kids and my husband, okay, Anybody have any requests for dinners for next week? So we have um, involvement of the whole family in terms of what we're choosing. And so a lot of times to get the kids interested in the menu planning in my house, I'll have them pick either a main course or a side dish, or they can pick what vegetable we're going to have as a side, or they can pick one meal that week that I can either adapt or we can make, they like tacos. So tacos are easy. We do tacos a lot in our house. So, but to get them engaged and get them interested in making a menu and choosing um, the meal ahead of time, at least in my experience with my own kids, I can only speak to that, has kind of helped negate some of the complaining. They'll complain anyway, because that's just what happens sometimes. But if they have some agency in helping choose the menu, when dinner rolls around, most of the time they look forward to whichever night that they've, um, we're going to do the, the meal that they chose um, several days previously. So again, you got to figure out what's going to work best for your uh, household, but that really works well for me to help get a little buy-in from my kids, especially in terms of 
choosing the recipes. So again, we've got the schedule checked, we've got the inventory, kind of the once over of the pantry and freezer, we've chosen how many dinners, and then we can decide on the recipes. And when you decide on the recipes, I talk to my clients about balanced plates and balanced meal planning. So when you create your menu, think about the whole plate. Think about what vegetables you're going to have. Think about what, where your protein source is going to be. Think about your carbohydrate source and your healthy fats. So we want to have the whole picture chosen ahead of time. So think about your side dishes. Think about things that you need to integrate to have that balanced plate, fruits, vegetables, protein source, and carbohydrates. Okay, so a lot of the legwork is already done. So the next thing that we need to do is create our shopping list based on what the schedule is and the items that we need. So we talk about making the shopping list based on the dinners that you've chosen, and then also integrating stuff that you need for breakfast and lunches and that kind of thing. So this usually, I usually do this the night before I go. So if shopping day is Monday, I'll do this the day before. So I've already had the menu picked out. I already have the menu written out based on the schedule and um, what we've talked about in terms of preferences, in terms of what we want to have. The recipes have already been chosen. And then I just translate all of that to the shopping list. And then I book an appointment to actually go to the store. So I like to go to the store on the same day each week. That works for my schedule. Some people have a little bit harder time, their schedules are a little bit more dynamic. But what I do suggest to those people is that you actually have an appointment booked in your calendar for that week as your grocery shopping day. It doesn't matter if it's not on the same day, but you just have to make sure that you have it in the schedule so you get there and get it done. You have your list already prepared. And so you just go to the grocery store and then you have your list in hand, right? It's always important to actually have the list with you when you go. But this is the step eight is to actually go to the store and try to stick to the list while you're there. I know that that's a difficult thing sometimes to do, but try to do your best to only stick to what is on the list because you have everything already planned out ahead of time. So that's it. That is my current meal planning routine. So it's eight steps in total. So step one is to check your schedule for the week ahead, or I check my schedule for the week ahead. Step two is I take a look at my pantry and my freezer to see if there's anything already made that I can utilize for that week or things that I need to um, use up and that kind of stuff. Step three is to decide how many dinners I want to make for that week. Typically for my house, it's about four to five because we have a day of leftovers and then we might go out one day. Step four is to decide on the recipes. And in my house, we kind of do that as part of a dinner the week before. We talk about, hey, does anybody have any requests for dinners the next week? We kind of make it a whole family activity in terms of choosing vegetables to have, choosing different proteins to have, and talking about how we build dinners and how we build balanced plates kind of gets a nice, gets um, the whole household involved in that activity. Step five is to actually create the menu based on your schedule and the recipes that you've chosen. And this is, again, why the schedule, why checking the schedule is so pivotal, because on the busy days, you can say, okay, I'm going to put in the crock pot meal on this day, or I'm going to have the leftover day be this day. Um, you know, on a different day, you have more time, you don't have things to do in the evening, you have more time to prep. So you can actually choose a more involved preparation meal that day. But that is why checking the schedule, especially if you have busy evenings in your home is so important. Step six is to 
to take all of that information and translate it onto your shopping list. Step seven is to actually book an appointment in your schedule to go to the grocery store and get all of these ingredients. And finally, step eight is to actually go to the store and get your shopping done. So like I said, this is the routine that I have been doing. It's been evolving over many years, but this framework has kind of existed week in and week out for a while, and it really works out well for my family. So again, this is all about learning from other people's experiences. This works well for me. Take what is applicable to you and see if you can integrate maybe a new meal planning step into your routine and see if that helps you. Again, every family and every household operates slightly differently when it comes to meal planning and what is realistic for your family. But I thought that sharing what has worked well for me over the last several years might be helpful for you. Like I said, it's like a buffet. You take what you like and you leave the rest. So, but what I would encourage you to do, if especially if you're not doing any meal or menu planning ahead of time now, is to get curious about it. Think about ways that this might be helpful for you. Again, imagining that deliciously balanced, wonderful, prepared meal, and all of the steps that are required to get there, that's hard sometimes. Sometimes it's really difficult to get all of these steps. And let me be honest with you right now. Sometimes I don't want to do any of this. This is hard work. This is why I break it up over several days. If I tried to do all of this on one day, it would it would take all day to do it. So please break it up as, as you know, customize this in a way that makes sense for you and your household. This is why I do this whole process over four days, right? I start on Friday, end it on Monday. I do a little bit each day because that feels doable for me. So again, I hope you found this episode helpful. Let me know about your meal planning routine. Send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to learn from you all. I am a huge proponent of of uh, group learning. We can all learn from each other. You might have a hack or a tip that that would help me. So I would love for you to share your meal planning tips and tricks with me. You can DM me on Instagram or send me a message on Facebook. I hope you found this episode helpful. Please let me know if you utilize any of these tips in your next week's meal planning routine, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to the Next Step Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure you subscribe. Ready to take the next step? Consider writing a review or sharing this podcast with a friend. I would love to hear from you. If you have any fitness or nutrition related questions, please send them to podcast at nextstepfitness.com. Remember, the next has no E. It's nxtstepfitness.com. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah C. Fullerton and on Facebook at Coach Sarah with Next Step Fitness. Remember to check out my website, nextstepfitness.com. There you can find the show notes for this episode, information on my one-on-one coaching programs, and additional bonus content. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, remember, just focus on taking the next step, because that's what will lead to lasting success. Talk to you soon.